Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are picking up today with part six of The Watchman's Cry and our investigation into Freemasonry. The reason we are taking time to go through this exercise is because as the signs of the Lord's return continue to unfold with dramatic, it could be very soon persuasion, making the timing of the rapture even more imminent. The Holy Spirit is sanctifying his people in holy and separation readiness. For there are many in Christendom who claim salvation's promise and yet are living as though they are still one with the world. In 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18, we read the Lord's sacred exhortation. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. And I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. This holy separation mandate has been made very clear, and yet you can be very certain that the enemy is ever at work to derail God's people from walking the fine and narrow line of God's truth. While the cry against legalism is surely valid, our liberty in Christ must be guarded and sanctified against compromise, which is a constant threat, especially in these last minutes of the last days where tolerance has replaced truth. And this brings us back to our coverage of Freemasonry. For not only are many who name themselves Christian, participating in this Luciferian society, but of even greater concern, a great number of them are pastors. Not only does this grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit, but it also injures the witness of those who proclaim they are Christians and yet are holding allegiance to an organization that no matter how much the lower Masons may vehemently deny it, gives homage to Lucifer. As confirmation, please allow me to share a commentary written for Rapture Forums entitled Freemasonry and the Masonic Lodge that was written by a man named Ed Decker. Ed is not only an ex-Mormon who has exposed that cult passionately, but also has some hands-on experience with Freemasonry. And therefore, I believe his testimony will be very informative and eye-opening. He writes, when I began to study the Lodge with a critical eye, it meant that I had to look back at my own father, grandfather, and their fathers before them for almost 200 years. They were honest men, churchmen who took our faith, our family, and our country seriously, fighting in its many wars. Generation after generation, each son followed after his father and entered into membership in the Lodge. That line ended when I stepped out of the Demolay 
which is an international organization for young men geared to teach leadership skills, to join the Mormon Church, which my deliverance from is yet another testimony for another time. But now we have a wonderful opportunity to learn some things about Freemasonry and the lodges that you will never hear from those involved. And we need to rejoice that this data is available, if for no other reason than to know how to pray with wisdom for those you love who are involved in Masonry. And if you are hearing this and are personally involved in this organization, please test my words against the Bible and your lodge and make a decision based on true knowledge. A lot of men get involved with Freemasonry, not fully understanding what they are actually getting entangled with. Before I was saved, I spent 20 years in the Mormon Church, where the temple rituals had been directly lifted from the Blue Lodge degrees. Other portions of the Scottish rites, such as the ordination of the Holy Mechizeldet priesthood, were also common. The more I've studied Masonry, the more I realize the depth of its satanic hold over those within its strong grip. Within the pages of the hundreds of Masonic books and secret ritual manuals I have gathered and read in our research is a tragic story of godly men who have succumbed to the snare of the enemy. They have brought the darkest side of bell worship into their homes and congregation opening the door to every demon in that Masonic corner of hell. Most Masons get involved with the Lodge out of peer pressure. Their friends are in it, their grandfather was in it, and some go into it for business reasons. They see it as a way to progress in their business and social lives. Others are attracted by the secret mystic rituals and symbolism of Freemasonry. Still others see people like the Shriners parading around in red fezes and riding their funny cars in the parades when the Shrine Circus comes to town. People wonder, well, what about the Shriners? We hear about the Shriners Hospital, about Masonic Homes for Masons, about all the good works they do. Everyone knows about the Shrine Circus and the many people who are helped by them. Why are you criticizing them? Are you saying that they have something to hide from the world behind all their good deeds? Yes, I am saying just that. This is clearly the case with the Shriners. Their public image is that of a fun-time group pouring out millions of dollars into charity, all the while dressed up with a party spirit, wearing the red fezes with great aplomb. The fez itself is an example of the double meaning behind most of Freemasonry's facade worn by every Shriner and even carried to the grave with pompous dignity. The history of the Fez is barbaric and anti-Christian. In the early 8th century, Muslim hordes overran the Moroccan city of Fez, shouting, There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. There they butchered many Christians. These men, women, and children were slain because of their faith in Christ all in the name of Allah, the same demon God to whom every shiner must bow, with hands tied behind his back, in worship, proclaiming him the God of his fathers in the shrine initiation at the altar of obligation. The journey into Freemasonry begins at what is known as the Blue Lodge. The Blue Lodge is the foundation of all Freemasonry.
These are the many local lodge groups scattered across the country in almost every little town and city. When a man goes into it, he is initiated into the Blue Lodge through three degrees. The first, or entered apprentice degree, the second, or fellow craft degree, and the third, or master mason degree. After going through the three degrees of the Blue Lodge, the mason has the choice to stay in the Blue Lodge or to seek the advanced degrees through either the Scottish Rite or the York Rite. Many masons will go through both. Within the Scottish Rite, there are the fourth through the 32nd degrees, with the 33rd being an honorary degree. The York Rite has 13 degrees. Once the mason has attained the 32nd degree through either higher arm of the craft, he has the option to petition to join the Shriners. Many people think that masons and Shriners are one in the same, but actually, the Shrine is a separate body of the craft. Shriners are masons who have achieved the highest degrees of the Blue Lodge and Scottish or York Rites, and who then enter into what is known as the ancient and Arabic order of the nobles of the mystic shrine. Every step of masonry has its ritual initiation, the Maldus, of course, being at the Blue Lodge level. Even this is bizarre, to say the least. The typical ceremony begins with the initiate being first divested of his jacket and his tie and any money or metal articles he has. His left trouser leg is then rolled up over the knee. His shirt is opened to expose his left breast, and his right shoe is removed and replaced by a slipper. Then the person who is to be initiated will have a blindfold put on him, and then a noose will be tied around his neck. This is called a cable toe. The blindfolded, which they call being hoodwinked, initiate, is brought with the noose around his neck to the outer door of the lodge. The candidate thus attired is said to be in darkness, a Luciferian false light allegory of masonry that signifies that everyone outside of masonry is in darkness and only masons have the true light of the world. And so the new mason is brought to the outer door, seeking the light of the lodge, and there the doorkeeper will put a sword or sharp point to his breast and lead him into the lodge room where an altar sits in its center. The lodge members await the candidate in the darkness that surrounds the altar, which is lit from a single light above. Behind the altar stands a man called the Worshipful Master. He is the master of the lodge and presides over the initiation. When the initiate is brought before him, he bows before the Worshipful Master and then repeats these words. I am lost in darkness, and I need the light of Freemasonry. I am seeking the light of Freemasonry. He is then told that he is entering into a secret organization and that he must keep the secrets he is going to be taught. At this time, he is required to take a blood initiation oath. The first level oath of the Blue Lodge is, binding myself under no less a penalty than having my throat cut across, my tongue torn out by its roots, and buried in the rough sand of the sea. The fellow craft degree of masonry's oath is, binding myself under no less a penalty than that of having my left breast torn open, 
my heart plucked out and given as prey to the wild beast of the field and the fowls of the air. And the master mason degree oath is binding myself under no less a penalty than that of having my body severed in twain, my bowels taken from thence and burned in ashes. I truly wonder how many of these masons who proclaim they are Christians would take such a stand for God's salvation truth at the risk of dying for their testimony. However, masons, especially those at the lower levels, will tell you that there is nothing wrong with being a Christian and a mason. I am sorry, but that is just not true. Any member of Freemasonry who also claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ has to ask himself some basic questions. First of all, how can I put on a blindfold, come before a man I call the worshipful master, say I am lost in darkness and need the light of Freemasonry? But the more important question is, have you truly been born again of the spirit of the living God, or are you a Christian in name only? And this is where we must pause for now, beloved. In our next podcast episode, we'll pick up where we left off today as we continue to unveil the hidden evil behind the Luciferian society of Freemasonry. Until then, I leave you with 1 Kings 18.21. How long will you vacillate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. And until next time, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.